there. Yeah. Because if it's warm over here, it is just brutal out there. That high desert. Whew, no joke. No joke. All right. Let's get rocking and rolling. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Time for another fun and exciting adventure of TCAT, Theatrical Injecture and Dissertation, a fancy name for an unfancy show. It is I, coming to you from nice and warm Southern California, but coming to us from the blisteringly hot Albuquerque, New Mexico, Ms. Jerry right. Stewart. I feel like a raisin. A raisin in the sun? Just desiccated, John, Don, just like Ooh. a dream a dream deferred. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, um, since since uh, we can hear that hotel uh, air conditioning going in the back, uh, where, where, you st- where are you right now? Uh, we just pulled into the 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 classy nights in <laughs> in uh, beautiful off off downtown Albuquerque. Because uh, wow, yeah. So it's uh, we just came in and turned on the AC because it wasn't on already. Um, it, 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 it wasn't it wasn't hot as hell in the room. It okay. was just you know not cool. And what's the name of this place again? The Knights Inn, K N I G H T, the one that looks like a castle. Oh, it's actual like, a like, like yeah. uh, King Arthur Knight. Right, like it's in opposition to the days in, except for instead of N I G H T, it's K N I G H T, and it's like the logo looks like a castle turret. Uh, they have them all over. They're usually pretty shady, but uh, you know this one seems okay. I mean, it's definitely an older building, you know, but the the guy at the front desk was super nice, and you know, the, the, working the, it out. This this isn't a one with uh, a bed that's got like the the change dispenser to make the bed vibrate. The magic fingers, you know, yeah. I've never, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Like, I don't know, do hotels still have that? Do any of our listeners know if any motels have the magic fingers still? Because sometimes, you know, I watch that show Supernatural, and it's like every other hotel they go to has the magic fingers. <laughs> and I was watching um, uh, X Files, and like they would go to hotels that would randomly have that, but I literally haven't seen that since like 1989. Now, I mean, uh, I've driven by enough um uh what i would call a very um scandalous looking uh motels in my time and i'm pretty positive quite a few of them have have those magic i mean i'm talking motels which i'm pretty sure are like 15 dollars a night you know those types yeah or or, or like somebody has been killed in one of the rooms motels. Uh, seriously so I, I have no doubt they are still out there. You just have to be willing to stay somewhere where you'll just take your life in your own hands sort of a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time Mark and I made the cross-country trip, um, he booked all the hotels, and they were some of them were definitely, like, hooker motels. And were <laughs> none of them had magic fingers, but the, I wouldn't have been surprised if they did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was one we stayed in. Um, where was that with the big fight? Wichita Falls. Wichita Falls, Texas. And it was just like this screaming match between, I don't know, meth heads and pimps out in the hallway. <laughs> and then there was this other one we stayed in. It was like right across the parking lot was a train track, which we didn't notice. So literally every hour on the hour, like the whistle blowing train would rumble by and like shake the windows and blow the whistle and like. At all night, like all night long. So, I mean, we've definitely stayed in worse than this. I mean, uh, you should have you should have recorded all of that in some way, shape, or form. That would have been awesome for for, for posterity. Oh. No, we were we were so deep into the trip by that point because this was our first time uh, Go, going well, across. Going across, yeah. Uh, so that... it was a. Uh, but when we came, that, this was when we, we went out for, um, we were doing some just like paperwork and stuff. And then when we came back, though, mm-hmm. we got much better hotels. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you have to do this Venn diagram. It has to be like free parking, free Wi-Fi, and free breakfast. And then 
whatever you can get that's cheap with those three things mm -hmm. tends to be a reasonable hotel. Like you can't just go for cheap. Like you kind of have to add some amenities to, you know, make sure you're not getting the bottom of the barrel. Cause sometimes you'll find a hotel that's like $30 a night, but you can find a much nicer hotel for also $30 a night, you know, but you didn't put in those specific amenities. Oh, so there's that one that's like, yeah, twenty nine ninety nine, and the other one is thirty. You know, thirty, and you wouldn't have known that it was that much better, like exponentially better than the twenty nine ninety five one. Oh no, no, that that's absolutely true, and especially you know going cross country where some places just have um, uh, hotel chains that you know probably have never heard of. Yeah, yeah. You, you sort of have to. Um, probably do a little bit of research just to make sure that wherever you're staying yeah, it's hard because you know you don't know where you're going sometimes or you're in like these little podunk towns like i'd never stayed in wichita falls texas and who the hell i mean really and then uh here albuquerque though surprisingly we're here and this hotel's booked up too pretty much like Something must be going on in the city this weekend because it was, like, really hard to find a hotel in the city for this day. Um, yeah, something probably is. I mean, even the Night's in like, is booked up, so. You know, we'll have to Google what's happening in Albuquerque. What's going on in Albuquerque? Some kind of trade show or something we don't know about? <laughs> Film festival, something's going on in Albuquerque. Are they having their own Comic-Con or something? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It's a possibility. But uh, speaking of Comic-Con, um, well, this actually has mm -hmm. nothing to do with Comic-Con. I, I just wanted to use that as a transition. It was good enough. Yeah, it was close. The um, segue was the seg won't. <laughs> yes. It's very much a won't. Um, I think we talked last time about the horrific um, two and a half hours I had to sit through watching Transformers, right? We, we, mm -hmm. We've already established... That that was beyond a, a waste of time. If if there's something that is beyond a waste of time, this movie was beyond that. It you know, it was just that pathetic. So we won't get back into that one. But I was looking forward to uh, Baby Driver. Which okay, yeah. I did go see at uh, what seems to be like the boutique movie theater that's kind of close by me now, having moved. So you guys are all moved in now and set finally, up and all that? Finally emptied out the last box. It only took about 12 days and gotten rid of the last box. So finally I'm not kicking around boxes. I'm walking through at night just busting my shins on, you know, cardboard. Dude, that's like dad problems. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's it's... It's ridiculous. <laughs> now I'm just trying to figure out as I get up in the middle of the night to wander around where the hell are the light switches in this place since I, <laughs> I don't know this place like the other one. Right. Uh, oh, it's, it's just ridiculous. So having done that, I go to, to this theater, nice theater, uh, sit down, watch Baby Driver. And when I got to the end of the movie, I realized there's not a whole lot of the driver in Baby Driver at all. Like the trailer okay, kind of shows you the main driving sequence and that's about it. So, I mean, I was sort of hoping to go in there and just kind of see some really cool um, stunt driving, uh, something maybe a bit more actiony and 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 enjoy it that way but this movie was a lot of um it's i won't call it a revenge movie so to speak but it's you know it's that typical cliche a guy gets too far and has got to find his way out and the most interesting characters were actually all of the his um uh, his accomplices rather than the character of baby like Jamie Foxx was great. His character was just off the wall nuts. Uh, he should have been in more scenes. Um, even John Hamm's character was surprisingly far more interesting 
then the, the baby character. It, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm watching and I'm like, oh, I, I guess we're all done with the driving part. And now this is sort of a he's just trying to escape with his girl. Okay. And then even then it doesn't really happen. Well, I mean, are you going to go see this movie? Baby Driver? Nah. Okay. So I will say spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We need to get a, a siren for that. Yeah, yeah we'll put a siren <laughs> what somewhere. Sound, what kind of sound effect? Okay. Um, in the end, he gets caught. He does some jail time. And then he comes out and the girl is waiting for him, picks him up in a car and they drive away. So I was like, oh, that's, that's it? <laughs> I was like, oh. I mean, no, it, it wasn't a bad movie. And there's a sequence towards the beginning where they use a song. At, or, or let me start again. They have a long uh, shot sequence. It's it's an uninterrupted shot, which it's probably actually interrupted with CGI. But it's a long interrupted shot of the song playing. And like certain words of the song will, he'll walk by. It's, it's already like graffiti on a building. So I, I thought that was interesting wordplay and use of the song. And I was like, okay, so I'm thinking maybe this might be a movie which music really sort of dominates. But then it only sort of music only dominated in the driving sequences, which there's really only two. There's the main one where he's in the red car, which happens very early in the movie. And that's about... They, they got to hook you in. So. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, you see most of it in the trailer. It's at the beginning. It's about five minutes long. And then there's only one other time when he's driving, really. And it's you see in the trailer as well, he's in like this big black truck. And that lasts even shorter than the first one. And then after that, I mean, the rest of the movie is just him just trying to figure out how to get himself square with Kevin Spacey so he can get out with his girl. Uh, obviously, you know, it, it doesn't really work out neatly that way. But the fact that it ends, I mean, he ends up going to jail anyway and coming out. I'm like, well, then why the hell did he even bother? I'm like, eh. because if he just did what the man said, he would have been fine anyway. It's 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 mm -hmm. weird. I'd have to get into detail, but within the plot, uh, I, I, it seems so. It seems weirdly unnecessary what he was trying to do to get out of this, and what was happening just seemed to like. Well, we we need something to drive this forward, because just having a a kid who supposedly they say he's the best driver in the world, but I've only seen him drive twice. I still have no idea, or he's the best at what he does. I mean, I'm like, okay. And uh, I don't know, it, it was, I'm just watching this like, wow, that was it? I was like, uh, I think this was false advertising. I, mm -hmm. if, I, if I was to give not this... a whole lot of baby and not a lot of driver. Uh, seriously. And then I'm like, all right, since we're focusing on Baby and his crew, the rest of the crew was way more interesting. Jamie Foxx sure. was freaking nuts. Even even Kevin Spacey was kind of nuts. They were far more interesting than this Baby character, who, I mean, I <laughs> guess he was interesting because his parents died and somehow he got adopted or, or was taken care of up to this point by a deaf black guy who's actually in a wheelchair – so I'm like, how the hell did that happen? Mm. But uh, okay, and he and he does this thing where he records people's conversations, and then he makes mixtapes out of them, which made no sense whatsoever, because he doesn't like play these things. I mean, he doesn't really make real music out of them. So I'm like, what is the point of having any of that? Because it actually has a plot point with these tapes, which didn't make any sense. I was like, uh, I don't <laughs> get it. Uh. Well, bless you. Thank you. I don't know. It's not a terrible movie, but, you know, I mean, they, they sort of hyped it up or advertised it that it's supposed to be this cool, music-driven sort of uh, 
action heisty sort of thing that we're going to get. And it, I mean, it's, you, you kind of get two little pieces of it and you're thinking, oh man, I, I can't wait till the third act when they're just going to have something crazy and really deliver. And it's, it's like, oh, he, he goes to jail. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. I, I don't know. If if I had to give this, you know, like a one to ten, I'd probably give it a six. Right. Um, it, it has some potential. Um. It, I I thought it could have been more. It starts off kind of cool, and then it just sort of meanders around for a little while. It's like, oh, oh, all right. They were acting like this was like the best movie since sliced bread, you know. From seriously, the reviews and stuff. They were, and then, and at the same time, I walked in there. I said, "Okay, calm myself down. Let me not think this is the greatest movie since sliced bread." Because they always overhype it. But I'm thinking that okay, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go into something that they really made it seem like this movie just kicked ass. It was a ton of fun all the way through. So I'm sure. s- I'm sort of thinking this is going to have a movement or a feel to it, and it, it just sort of it kind of starts off feeling that way, and it just sort of sputters out as it keeps going, and you're just like, oh. And at the end, it, it sort of leaves you just like, kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it does. So I mean, it, it's it's not bad, you know. Okay. I, it, it definitely started off. With the with the potential, I, I'm just I don't know the kid uh, the Engel whatever his name is. He's he's uh, again the rest of his crew was far more fascinating than he was. I'm sorry, they just were. Okay. So it's, it's, uh, uh, I, if you want to spend your money to theater, I I'd make it a matinee for sure. Save some money sure. um, uh, if. And I'm not advocating, but if you just sort of find it on the interwebs, uh, take a look at it there, see for yourself. It's it 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 doesn't have that feel of like this needs to be seen on the big screen. It just doesn't have right. enough of that uh, to me to 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 rush out there and, and see it on on the screen. Unfortunately, eh. it, it's still better than Transformers, though. Oh, hands down. But then again. You know, anything is better than Transformers. I've watched commercials better than Transformers, you know? Right, I've seen right. infomercials better than Transformers. <laughs> like, the Sham Wow infomercial made more sense than Transformers the last night. I mean, it's it's insane, so... Yeah. There was that. And then, um, well, of course, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. Boom. That's what we're really here to talk about today, oh, kids. God, yes. Let's let's get to it. <laughs> I know you saw it. What did you think? Okay. Here's the thing. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> no, I know. I hate everything. No, no. I I really liked it. I thought it was good. Um, but it was good in the way that Marvel movies as a whole tend to be entertaining and enjoyable mm-hmm. like it was a tasty Dorito in a bag of tasty Doritos you know what I'm saying like it wasn't like I mean I would even go so far as to say if you went to Taco Bell and you accidentally got a Doritos Locos taco instead of a regular one and you're like oh okay but it's still a Taco Bell taco which is still good true it was just a, it was just like a, because I feel like they finally solved their villain problem that they've been having for a while now. Um, I think Kurt Russell was one of the better villains that they've had, and I feel like Michael Keaton has probably been the best villain that they've had so far. Um, mm. In the way it's been, you know, laid well, out. He 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 works in he works for the Spider-Man universe for sure. Well, I just feel like he's the most interesting, complex. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I want to know what's going on with him as a villain, villain versus just you know, nameless, faceless, magic, evil that you really don't give two craps about. Like, I wanted to know what's going on with Michael Keaton. Yeah. With yeah. Vulture. Like, That's true. he was a more interesting character 
Whereas the other ones were just sort of one dimensional, something to fight against obstacle part of the script. No, that's very true. He was, he, he, um, he had a lot going on. Like he was uh, a very complex character. Yeah. And he wasn't, he wasn't even all the way wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's a great villain. Mm -hmm. Well, one you can almost, you can almost root for. Because like he was so effing right. He was like, that's exactly what Tony Stark was doing. Like, how is he any different than, than Iron Man, you know? Like, how is he any different than Iron Man other than the fact that he's poor? And the thing is, all of his heists or whatever he was doing was almost sort of – was kind of small stuff. You know what I mean? He was doing – he was doing – well, until they got to the heisting bit. But he was doing – was stealing – Yeah, it was mainly smaller stuff. smash and grabs. no. He was stealing the stuff that the gut, that the city had promised that he could have mm -hmm. as salvage, and then they went back on that. And he was basically just taking it back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't doing any of like the robbery stuff. Like he wasn't like until they got to like. But he was trying to reclaim his salvage that he got, you know, mm -hmm. jacked on. Like they jacked his salvage. And they didn't even, like, they could have given him some kind of recompense. Like, you know, in the government eminent domains, your land, and they have to pay, pay you for you, it. Like, yeah. they could have reimbursed him for the truck and, like, paid the guys. Like, Tony Stark is hurting for money. They could have paid those guys, you know, some kind of severance because they're taking this contract away from them. Mm -hmm. Like, but they didn't give two craps about these poor people who are trying to clean up the city that they fucked up in the first place. You know, like, he was not all the way wrong. Like, I'm not... I wasn't not on his side, you know what I'm saying? No, you're right. He it, it it's and as usual, it's usually the accomplices, the people around you that you know always get too greedy, and the then people he was selling the weapons to were doing whatever their shenanigans. Oh yeah. But how is that different than Tony Stark selling his weapons out to where he was selling them, or Stark Industries selling weapons for well, the decades that they were well, before he got his conscience and decided not to do it anymore? But that was after. He already made his billions of dollars. It's not like he gave that shit back. Well, the difference is um, Tony Stark has a cool beard and right. is very Got funny that. with the one-liners. Beard, but it's not like <laughs> he was like you know we made all this money selling weapons and hurting people. Let me do something and give back to try to rebuild these countries that I've ripped apart that my family's ripped. No, he's living his billionaire lifestyle and decided to become a superhero, which is literally the most selfish choice you can make given the choices that he has available to him as a billionaire. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> literally the worst choice you can make is to build a suit and go fight crime. Listen, you, you, you are... <laughs> You are ruining my uh, future dreams I don't, I for don't a job. Love Iron Man. That's the thing. Like that's why Marvel's great because I'm not saying I don't love Iron Man and and he's a great superhero. <laughs> but then again, is he really <laughs> a superhero? Like we're using hero real loose, real. Loose. But see, that's that's the beauty of the Tony Stark character because right. throughout that's why we love him. right throughout his whole from what I've you know looked at read his character iterations you know within marvel he's he's always sort of fluctuated back and forth from i guess his not so much his moral compass but man oh no yeah he's had tony circus got some shady shit going oh yeah on. He, he's you know he's had some issues which is great because at least you he know he's not like superman a boy scout you know Right, right. Well, now, right well, now, Superman but, is not always got this. Superman's kind of an asshole. He's like a seven-year senior who's just sort of over college, but not ready to graduate and go out into the workforce. Like he's very indecisive and wasting his talents. And you know, it's like shit or get off the pot. Be Superman or not, man. Make a decision. Mm -hmm. Do something. Like this wishy-washy Superman is not. I mean, Wonder Woman is right now the best thing they got going. That's and true. I think that Wonder Woman was a better made movie, like better crafted. Like it was like Spider-Man was a good movie. It was entertaining. It was fun. It was funny. You know, it was Spider-Man was, you know, what's not to like. But it still was, you know, a tasty Dorito and a bag of Doritos that we've been well, eating. I, I, I Wonder was... Woman felt different to me. Well, uh, I, I will. Well. I would 
disagree only from the standpoint of Wonder Woman and Spider-Man were two good movies. I think ending-wise, I prefer, if say if we're going to get to that point, I prefer the ending of Spider-Man as to the ending of Wonder Woman. Uh, only because I thought the villain in Wonder Woman was just a little... Uh, it was like, uh, okay, it's... They didn't make Ares, Ares enough. Like, he was too British and not enough Ares. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a little... It, it felt a little too easy. Uh, it's no, like, it. you're fighting another god. It, it I, I don't know. And then, I, I think it really tied into the fact that I enjoyed yeah. the Spider-Man villain so much. Yeah. That, that kind of gives it a bit more of an edge to, like, Wonder Woman is a, is a great movie, but the villain, Spider-Man... It just it it held me more than the than the villain and Wonder Woman, which that's true. Again, it's it's not a bad movie. It's but it's always a problem in all super in all superhero movies are going to have because of the comics that you know how many times can the world be close to being destroyed right. before you sort of get you know bored at that. Well, point. this was World War Two, so I mean true. World War One. So it was like happening. Um, I just feel like Spider-Man uh, was catering to a younger set, perhaps oh, as sure. far as oh, you know, sure. just the style and the humor and the jokes. And it was it was very much like relatable in the way that you know, for teenage boys to go watch it and well, be like, "Hey, they, that they, could be me." They, and I get that, yeah. and that's good. They definitely not... decided that Peter Parker was going to be the high school kid. Yeah, sure. They, they they decided okay we're gonna go all into that which and it could hit us in our like nostalgia feels of you know high school exactly. and, and feeling like that and I felt like Wonder Woman for me felt more like the way Christopher Nolan's Batman felt when you watched it for the first time like how different it was mm-hmm. from what you'd seen before mm-hmm. like as from a standpoint of being a woman and watching a movie it was so different right. to see. You know, a character like that portrayed like that in a movie like that. Right. No, no, no. absolutely. Um, I, I guess, I kind of was. If they were going to just go back to um, say when they decided the Spider-Man Homecoming, me personally, mm-hmm. I would have preferred more the the more grown Peter Parker version, the one who's the kind of the brilliant. Uh, inventor in in the comics lore who's kind of a grown adult-ish, young adult. Um, because I thought it's it's also easier to bring about, like, say, the Miles Morales character. He's coming, though. Oh, no, Cause he's now, coming. Because they, they, they totally hinted at it in this. War with Donald Glover's character. Exactly. I, I, I was just curious as to if they're... Because within the comics, I mean, there's, a, there's an older Spider-Man who sort of Whenever they've met, uh, from what I remember reading, he's kind of mentored the younger right. Miles Morales. So I sort of right. thought that uh, to have both of them well, around the same I age. I think they're going to be – yeah, see, I don't know if they're going to be the same age. I think that they're going to let Tom Holland run with it for a little while and get a little older. Oh, like true. I don't think we're going to get – I don't think we're going to get Miles Morales anytime soon. Um, and then, you know, we couldn't have hot Aunt May if he was any older. So I guess there's that. That is true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Which is so weird. Uh, listen, you, you've. I think yeah. people. I think people are kind of in this day and age. People are used to like somebody's aunt being forties or their. 50s. No, but that man was always like seventy six. Like, That's what I'm saying. She was it's like great. I think. I think people are over the seventy year old aunt May. I don't know. I don't know if it would play, or as relatable to like how families are now it's just super weird to suddenly be like everybody's hitting on hot aunt may and it's so weird <laughs> i thought it was funny you know but then again i am a male so i guess marissa tomei hasn't reached her last effable day she's playing ants now but she's still not playing uh, like she, she still got she, it she hasn't. She hasn't crossed she's, that bridge. She's 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 falling into the uh, to the to the Harry Halle Berry uh, zone there. You know, 
Halle Berry, like Angela Bassett, you know, she yeah. she has a crack. She's still got it, you know. Yeah. So, she keeps it tight. She keeps it tight. She keeps it going. So okay, so if you were to to give it a number rating, what what mm. what, what would you do for Spider Man? Like a seven and three quarters. Maybe so, an eight. Okay. Okay. Now would this make like your top two or three of Spider Man movies? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Uh, which one? Um, I if you just had I three like, of them. I like the first one with Tobey Maguire. Um, but I feel like I like this one maybe too. Mm. And then, you know what? I didn't like any of the other ones. <laughs> so the Alex Garfield ones. Nah, they were just Andrew Garfield. They were just all right. I guess yeah. I'm not a huge like I'm not that into Gwen Stacy. Um, I'm just not, and I and I really like that they gave. Here's what I, okay the things that I didn't specifically like about this one was I didn't like I did like that they gave him a love interest before the ones that we know. Okay, I, got I liked that. Right. I liked that. I was right. down with that. Um. But I didn't like that Zendaya, who's this character named Michelle, at the end, she's like, my friends call me MJ. I'm like, what the hell is that? Get out of here. Get out of here with that. That's You're the not surprise. What, what, no, but what? that's a fucking dumb surprise. Like, Why? MJ, it, it doesn't stand for MJ. Like, her name is Mary Jane, and she's a specific character, and you can't just be like, oh, by the way, at the end of the movie, my name, they, my friends call me MJ. No, two middle fingers to that. You can't have it. Um... Oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm not down no, with that. No, no, I'm not, I, I'm not here I that. have a problem with that because I'm like, okay, we're, we're we're going to go a little different with the whole MJ. I like her character. I think that they could keep her character the way she is and have her be a prominent character. But I feel like for them to suddenly turn around and make her be MJ was kind of a cop-out. Well, she's as MJ, she's going to be a very prominent character. No, I know, but as Michelle, she could have been a prominent character, and True. maybe that could have been a thing with Mary Jane and Michelle, and like he has to like figure out what he's going. Like I feel like that was a cop out. It was a weird cop out, and now we don't get Mary Jane. Like Mary Jane Watson doesn't exist in the in this universe, and that's a bummer. It's it's like it's, having it's, a Spider Man universe with not Mary Jane Watson is weird. That's like having a Superman without Lois Lane. It's Michelle J Watson. Yeah, but that's not Mary Jane, man. <laughs> And I don't think her last name was Watson, although that is the blackest name. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> but the thing is, okay, we have no idea what her last name is. Now, But now that you say that, Mary Jane Watson is like... Like, I could see that being super black. Uh, her, I'm telling you, her name could be... Her name could be... Uh, maybe uh, her name is actually Mary, but everybody calls her Michelle. Who knows? I, I don't know. I will say what... When that came around, I thought that was, okay, cool. I like that because if she was going to be the MJ character, she definitely, they definitely had her play it in a kind of a different way. Yeah, sure. she's very different than the, the for sure, and, than the, uh, the standard, right. popular. I mean, like I, the girl who was the, the main love interest in, in this movie was more of a Mary Jane archetype than. Right. Zendaya's I, I, I enjoyed the, the different way they did the whole Flash Thompson thing. Yeah, I enjoyed him too. And that it, it wasn't so much as a physical kind of a bully as he was just like the the, the class asshole who just yeah. likes to just yeah. just kind of needle kids. But I but he's probably not really the bad guy so much. He's just kind of the class asshole. Right. So and everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. So I, I you know I'd probably give it, I'd probably just give it a solid eight. Okay. You know, I think probably I, I don't know so much what I would change, but I guess, um, I think if if it was good, I enjoyed the villain way more. Uh, I thought the build-up, it was interesting in the beginning, like Spider-Man, or he doesn't really show up as Spider-Man for a little while, which yeah. I kind of enjoyed, which I thought was was pretty good. Like it, it just didn't blow everything all at once at the front end. Um, I thought 
that maybe they sort of stretched out him sort of figuring out how to do the Spider-Man thing a little long-ish, but that's just... In, in whole, it was a little... It was a little bit long. Yeah, I mean... But, a movie. Yeah, that's kind of nitpicking. <clears throat> I, I just thoroughly enjoyed that, okay, they're going to do this Spider-Man as he's going to be young, he's going to be still figuring it out, kind right. of a Peter Parker, but I thoroughly enjoyed how the the Easter eggs leading to the other different things like the Prowler and Miles Morales. Yeah, and it was definitely the cleanest as far as plot setup of some of the Marvel movies I've seen. Like, them setting up moving day, like the first scene in the movie and having that be integral to the climax. Like, it was the cleanest structurally of any of the Marvel movies that we've had so far. It it, it made, plot-wise, it made good sense yeah, nothing came out of left field. You nothing weren't like, really what the fuck? came far? out of left field. It felt tight. And uh, uh, I'm sorry. The, I will admit, when, when Mike Keaton opened that door, I should have seen it coming, but that still surprised the hell out of me. Uh, yeah, I was like, I'd forgotten about it because I, I was waiting for it, and then I forgot about it because it took so long for that to happen. It did. I mean, I should have because I remember from one of the characters earlier, so you know how you can explain to your wife all this money. And you see this house, and it's a gorgeous-ass house. I should have seen that coming, but I didn't. But, you know, the very fact that I'm like, man, I didn't even catch it. I'm like, cool. I still thoroughly enjoyed that twist, so to speak. I mean, it, it was good. A, a definitely solid eight. Um, the acting in that scene was so good when oh, they're yeah. in the car together. Oh, yeah. Or, like, before, like, just from when he first opens the door, like, that whole sequence when he first opens the door to when they get to Homecoming. Like, and I like that, like, the homecoming was, the, like, a major theme in the movie as far mm-hmm. as homecoming in high school and homecoming, him coming home after Civil War. Like, I felt like that was really, like, it was just, overall, it was extremely clean and by far the cleanest Marvel movie. Oh, yeah. If, if I had to rate it in my Spider-Man movies, probably the, the first one would be Spider-Man 2. I really okay. like that one. And then Which I one was Spider Man Two? That's that's uh, it's obviously the to- it's the one the Tobey Maguire one where he um, he stops the train, and then he saves Mary Jane at the end with Doc. I think that's with Doc Octopus. He stops, oh, okay. He it's stops not like part of that with... building from falling on her. Right. It's not the one with Venom where he like turns into Katie Lang for a minute and oh, took no. her grace and all that. That's yeah. No, one. I would put that one higher on the list. Like, that's the one. That's the better one. Yeah. So I, to me, I that's the one that I. That's the best one. And then I could give this one as second because it it's it's so like you're saying, it's so clean. It it doesn't have any craziness. Um and it's a good if you're gonna reboot, it seems like a really good start. And thank God we did not have to go back through any sort of origin story. It's just not I necessary. I appreciate that too. It's not necessary. Ugh. We got it all through, you know, a little bit of exposition with, you know, his friend asking him questions. And exactly. Just, you know, we know how how it happened, and yeah. it's not that integral to where he's going. It's like we we, we understand. So, right. uh, yeah, um, I, I'm th- again. You know, Marvel's keeping up its its winning streak. It's sure. I, I have no doubt that it this is going to be a win. When oh once, yeah, I think it's gonna. It's already on track to do better than Wonder Woman, which did amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, Thor Ragnarok is is bound to be. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I am. Oh, I I really am. I have a feeling that movie, the Thor one, is going to be just a ton of craziness and fun, because I can't I see so. a movie with Thor and the Hulk not just being. <laughs> Just blisteringly nuts at, at certain points. I'm watching it for Jeff Goldblum, you know, and that too. Alone. He's uh, he's the uh, uh, what is it? The game master? The um, yeah. Is is that the name of the character? What is the name of that character? Oh God! But he is just my favorite guy. Jeff Goldblum could be in any movie, and as long as he's doing his Jeff Goldblumy thing. His his Jeff Goldbluminess. Yeah, it's just bloomiest. awesome. <laughs> just the way he does things is just awesome. So yeah, uh, you know Marvel's on the winning streak. Uh, 
It's it's almost kind of sad. And I really I really like that director, um, Taika Waititi. So, you know, because I haven't liked the Thor movies. Like I didn't hate them. They were just like fine to watch when you're in the gym and you're on the treadmill. But I haven't really cared for them. Like I didn't, you know, I'm not like oh Thor is, you know, right. As much as the other ones, like the Avengers. I feel like the Avengers have been the best. Iron Man movies have been, you know, oh, thoroughly yeah. enjoyable. Oh yeah. Captain America movies are okay. Thor movies are definitely on the bottom. But this one looks like... The Guardians of the Galaxy movies actually have been my favorite of the Marvel cinematic shenanigans we got going on. That's you true. know, Ant-Man was hella good. That is true. Doctor Strange was, was somewhere in the middle of the pack. I think, um, but, I, I think you're right. I think with Thor teaming up with somebody else, yeah. that will help. And because we're not getting a standalone Hulk movie in this universe with Mark uh, Ruffalo, like they're sucks. counting the Ed Norton movie as the Hulk movie. Like they're sort of counting that. And you know like what? That's I thought the Ed Norton movie was good. I like that one. I did too. I did too. And I mean, granted, that's the Hulk movie that they wanted to be part of the universe, and you know, that's the version of the story. So they don't feel like they need to go back and rehash that. That's true. But really I guess don't. whatever went down. With Whatever went went down with Ed Norton, you know, went down, and that's why it's suddenly Mark Ruffalo. That's true, but uh, God, I I do hope at some point there is a stand. Yeah, the Hulk Grandmaster. Movie. That's the same. Grandmaster. Okay, I do hope at some point there is a standalone Hulk movie. That would be um, that'd be kind of awesome. That'd be kind of awesome. Yeah, because Mark Ruffalo is a really good actor. Like, I feel like he's definitely underutilized in these movies. Oh, absolutely. But I'll, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to have faith in Kevin Feig or Feige or however you pronounce his name. So far, his his um, his record's pretty good. Marvel's record's really good. So I'll just hopefully just rely on them to to do what they got to do. Um, yeah. So that's what I think. You know, that's what's out so far. Obviously, this coming weekend, War for the Planet of the Apes. That's a, a must. That looks, that looks crazy. Just, I mean, good, uh, but crazy. That that that's a must must see. Um, I just can't. I mean, if, if from the early reviews have said like this is the best one out of the trilogy, which even if it wasn't and it was just still a good movie, you this Apes trilogy is being overlooked as an insanely good series of movies. You know? Yeah. Because if, yeah. if this one is as good as they're saying it is, I, you'd have to sit back and think like, wow, they made a trilogy out of a, again, a, a rehashed idea. You know, they, they kind of reboot a movie, but having done it right this time, you know, Mark Wahlberg gave it a shot, but having done it right this time, I, it is quite impressive that they were able to get three great movies, you know, mm-hmm. from a reboot. Uh, they're pretty solid. They, they're, uh, you have to give credit where credit is due to – I'm going to give it to that writing team, man. Whoever wrote these movies just just freaking nailed it. And, and this one looks really good. A freaking uh, um, Woody Harrelson is—he looks equal parts awesome and ridiculous. Like and that's just great. over the top Woody Harrelson thing that he does, where it's just so much that it's awesome. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, he's another one. You 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 need that Woody Harrelsonness. <laughs> yeah, like McConaughey's like that too. Like I'm really psyched for the Dark Tower. Oh yeah, um, that's coming up at the end of summer. I'm like that's my favorite book series. Although I might go on a mini rant right now. Um, oh, let me. Okay. Let me just let me <laughs> take a breath. No, because okay, here's the thing. I have two book series that I really, really, really love, mm-hmm. and are you know. Some like the the Dark Tower series has been one that I've been reading for decades, you know, and has been kind of my driving force as an actor. It was like I would I would cut off one of my boobs to play one of the main characters, right? Um, in 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 the story, it's like it, it would be my dream role as an actor. And then there's this other book called The Passage, which is being made into a TV series, 
And there's another role which is like a really good role for, you know, a black woman of a certain age. Actress. Both of these adaptations, both of those characters are cut out. Oh, and I'm they just are. like, what? Yes. Ooh. And they're not small characters. Like, they were major. Now, this they did say that this is... Uh, like a sequel. This is not the actual Dark Tower series. This is well. Here it is. Here it is. If you because you've never read it, right? Do you mind no. if I like, spoilers? No. More spoilers. All the spoilers Spoil in the world. Away. Okay. So the Dark Tower is Roland on his quest to. From what you get from the trailers, like I'm not going to necessarily spoil the movie for you. I'm just going to spoil the books for you. Right. Um, he's on this quest to stop this tower from being taken down, and there's like Matthew McConaughey's character isn't as prominent necessarily. I mean, he is like, he's working to set up bringing the tower down. Like he's an agent of chaos. And at the end of this like eight book saga, he gets to the tower and he confronts the crimson King. Like he defeats Matthew McConaughey and then he gets to the tower and he climbs up to the top and he opens the door and he's back in the desert chasing the, the man in black again. And he's back at the beginning and you get the sense that he's done this a million times, like over and over and over again, he's relived this quest. But then this, this last time when he, when we read the books and, you know, you get to the last time he has, um, he has, um, his, one of his friends from when he was a kid, he ha- his father had one of those horns that, you know, that, like a goat horn that people blow as like a, a call to battle, call to war, whatever. And there was a horn that it, it got lost in a battle when he were, when he was a kid, and it was um, sort of a turning point in a battle that this horn was lost. So in this last time around, we think like when he comes through that door, he's got that horn, like he didn't lose it this time. So you're led to believe that after the book series, this this last time he's doing it might be the last time. Okay. So now starting the movie that's where we're starting so his entire journey is the same but different like he's making different choices because he made that one integral different choice and he has that horn so they can take elements from all of the books and mish them together as he encounters certain people in certain places and certain things at different times or in different sequence or you know he's made different choices so you know, like the kid, Jake, he, in the books, Roland sacrifices him in the very first book um, to continue his chase. And it looks like he makes a different choice now in the movie. And, like, the kid comes back, like, he comes back around later. Like, he comes and he gets him at a different timeline, a different place in time. So the kid is throughout the books, but I feel like this movie is all of the books. It's his last time around. Okay. But it's different. It's different than the books because it's his last time. Timer. Okay. See now. Th- see, this is going to be. So there's a lot of people that are freaking out because they're like, "This is not the Dark Tower." Like, it's not. And then there's people that is it all the books? Is it none of the books? And I'm like, it's a sequel. Like, it's his yeah. last one around, so he doesn't meet my character or you know some of the other characters that we grew to love in the books. He makes a choice. That he doesn't ever encounter them. So I mean, look, this is obviously this is going to be a movie where you're going to have to see it, and you're really going to have to give that review or that impression based on all the other ones you've read. Because I mean, I've I, read this book, this series, like five times. Yeah, see, because I, I will be able to watch the movie and yeah. just objectively, just on the, on the sake of it being a movie, make a determination of how good or like it or, or whatever w- right. w- without basing on anything else but y- you will be able to tell me like oh this is absolute bullshit they've destroyed the series or like oh my god they've taken it and moved it forward you know perfectly or right. or something like that you know right and so- that was always kind of a thing too because it was like Roland in the books he's always described as like a Clint Eastwood type mm-hmm. and the character my character or the, I'm just going to call her my character because she's mine now. Um, <laughs> Susanna, she has multiple personalities, and one of her personalities is like like this foxy brown black exploitation, like how she thinks a black power person should act, right. I guess. And she would be like 
calling him a hunky all the time and like had like huge trust issues with him and the other white characters in the, in the the course and people when they when they were like Roland's black now how is that going to work like how is that going to work and like the directors and the producers were like don't worry about it it'll work and now we know why because she's not in it um like that was like a major plot point was their their relationship and now we know why it's going to work is because she's not, she's in, not it. in it right um Right, that's why Roland can be black, and it's like, and I don't mind Idris. I don't mind that race change because I figured they could just keep him with the British accent, and it would still keep. But he doesn't have. They got rid of that too, so I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Um, and then as far as the passage goes, the little girl. The passage is like a. You should read it. It's great, John. It's like a vampire zombie post-apocalyptic book of Eli type World War Z like three book series. It's so good. Um, but it starts like it has like huge jumps in time where it has like this little girl who is infected with this virus, but she survives and is like becomes a warrior against like the other because it's like vampires, but they're hordes of them like zombies. Mm-hmm. So it's different from both. But then it cuts to like a hundred years later, and like society has collapsed, and there's like these little outposts of people, and then you come across this little girl again because she's immortal you know essentially and not uh, like and then like it cuts to like 40 or 50 years later and she's like you know a little bit older and in the book she's like a little white girl and one of the main characters is a black nun who takes her in when she's a little girl and tries to help her and she you know is an integral part of the books but instead of like they got rid of that character completely and they made the little girl be black oh, which okay. m- makes more sense um because the the vampire plague was spread because they were doing uh, tests on how to cure cancer, but they were using prisoners, mm-hmm. uh, like death death row inmates. Like they would disappear some death row inmates. It was like a government facility in White in Cheyenne Mountain, and um, they decided that it was turning them into these creatures that they just kept locked up. But they needed uh, somebody who was younger, but they needed somebody who wouldn't be missed. And so they got this little girl whose mom was like a prostitute and they lived in a motel and she didn't have any family and the mom like dropped her off with some nuns and like she was like a perfect candidate because she was one of those people that you could disappear and no one would miss her um and so it it it's fine that you know the little girl's like a little black girl like it makes sense for the character like it doesn't take mm-hmm. that away it's just as an actor like there are these two huge roles for black women in their 30s that are just gone. And that sucks. Well, it sucks now, but, but, never say never to a sequel, to this <laughs> sequel. I, I, listen, I'm telling you, one, all that has to be is successful and anything is possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yep, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm going to go see it like three or four times. It's whatever. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'll absolutely be seeing it myself. So this just mainly because I'm not, it's not like I'm not going to boycott it or anything. I, 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 I got to support my man Idris. Yeah, got to support so, McConaughey is yeah. and McConaughey's actually perfectly cast as that character. I think he's going to be great as that. I would love to hear him just go, "All right, all right, all right." I know he won't, but I'll be watching him just expecting it every time. Maybe he'll just say it one, like he'll say one all right, like three different times in the movie <laughs> as an Easter egg. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Oh, all right. Uh, so, uh, all right. That's it. That's yeah. all I got. That's all I got, too. So, uh, how much longer do you think before you finally hit the West Coast? Um, A couple days. A couple days. All right. So, listen, I, I will I'll tell our uh, tens of fans out there. You see Miss Stewart rolling through. <laughs> Show some love. T- tell her a good hotel to stay at, not one of those seedy ones, you know. Yeah, right. So, so that way they always have a good place to to catch some sleep. Um, yeah, next time, you know, we will have seen War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, we'll give it oh, yeah, a shot. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll we'll definitely uh, we'll have something there. I, I know the week after that is is Dunkirk and Valerian. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about either one of those. I'm not going to go see Dunkirk. I'm just not. Um, but I probably will go see Valerian because you know, I like yeah. the song. 
I'm going to let you see Valerian. Something about that I'm a little like, uh, I, I just don't know. It's like Fifth Element on steroids. And and, and the thing I is... I mean, the, the two leads, I could take them or leave them, but the, the world building looks fantastic. And, and you know, it's, right when you mentioned Fifth Element, that's immediately what I thought of. And I hold the Fifth Element dear to me. And I'm just afraid of this movie trying so hard to capture that craziness. And I I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, Dunkirk. Hmm. I've, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the trailer, you know, obviously it's based off of a, a true story or, or sure. true event. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, I, 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 nothing has grabbed me yet. Now I'll wait for, read some reviews, kind of sort of see what the sentiment might be like. Sure. Uh, maybe I'll check it out just to see, but I, I don't know. Offhand, it's just not, it's just not grabbing me. But um, yeah, you definitely can see Valerian. You'll have to let me know on that one, because that one, mm, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a lot. <laughs> yeah. It, it's. It, I, I just have a feeling it's just going to be such a crazy mess of everything. You know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But hey, listen, for tens of fans out there, you let us know if we should see it or not. You let us know if you thought any of our reviews of these movies were actually any good or if we missed something or if we're just, you know, totally freaking crazy. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. We're on HipCast. Definitely hit us up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. Yeah, except for don't do like this one guy did. And he left us like a picture like 13 times of a cat eating <laughs> in response to a tweet that you that you tweeted <laughs> really <laughs> yeah i'm like dude what what the what of a cat eating listen 13 times like third paul rasmussen of I... uh, where the heck are you from paul rasmussen of he, he likes sioux cats. city iowa he likes cats like, you know the little gif of the the little cartoon cat? He's like eating a sandwich, eating spaghetti, eating a donut, 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 <laughs> sandwich, 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 a dog drinking water, cat, sandwich, 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 sandwich. Like what the F? In response to your, um, you tweeted, uh, looking forward to the future when we have a president who knows why the Civil War happened. I don't know if that's, that's white speak for <laughs> Kermit the Frog drinking tea. Maybe it is. Is cat eating sandwich. Maybe that's the whole, uh, you know, uh, don't mind me. I'm just over here. I'm just over here eating a sandwich I'm just over 13 here. times. <laughs> Paul Rasmussen, we got it. Eating the sandwich. And, and listen, loud Paul, and clear, buddy. Paul Rasmussen, if, if I am wrong, by all means, show me something to prove me wrong. I'm, I am just saying. If I am wrong in anything I have posted, I welcome anybody to show me how I'm wrong, and I will firmly admit, yes, you're right. But I'm right. pretty positive I'm on pretty solid ground. Right. But yeah, go on Facebook. Post me your cat videos or whatever the hell you want. <laughs> you can always email us, tcatpodcast at, email, uh, at, sorry, at, at gmail.com. You can always give us a phone call. Right, at uh, 504-345-9344. I've been getting some calls, and you haven't been leaving messages. I don't know who you are, but leave us a message. Yes, don't be nervous. Don't be scared. Listen, don't if, be scared. if you just want to do some heavy breathing, you can start with that for now. It's like, okay. We'll play that. We it's will okay. play that, but you got to leave us something. I mean, just, just something. So, yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you want, what you're thinking. Again, like we keep telling you, now that Miss Stewart will be back on the West Coast, then we're gonna we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna put some things in motion. We're gonna look to bring this show to you visually, which will be even yeah, we'll more see. awesome. You know, we'll see you to bring some other stuff, make it happen. Um, you know, got, got some plans in the works, got some things happening. So, got so some works in the plans. Some works in the plans. So hang tight. Uh, stick around, stay with us, and, and hopefully we'll we'll keep it interesting for you. So um, I think that's it. Did I hit everything? Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. So 
for myself and for Ms. Stewart right now in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's right. So, Headed uh, back to LA for a little bit of a extended visit. So look at that. Coming back to the West Coast. To all of our fans. See ya. <laughs>